This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, and welcome to the fifth episode of the away ends uh i am joined today uh by craig fantastic name of course from uh blue monday podcast uh which is our uh, ipswich town uh colleague so uh craig thank you very much first of all for for joining and spending some time with us to go through a review of the upcoming game and uh, a little bit of our past so um thanks a lot for joining tell us a bit about yourselves yeah yeah cheers craig um well, yeah, a bit like yourselves, we're a member of the the TalkSport fan network, like you guys. Um, we've been going for almost 10 years, nine years it is um, currently, 2015. We started, it was started, um, a couple of guys, Dave and Ben, started in a room together. And um, 2015 was the year that we just, well, we'd missed out in the playoff semis in the championship. We just scraped into sixth. Um, into the in the playoffs and lost to Norwichable people in the semi final under Mick McCarthy. Um, and, that, yeah, and since then things haven't gone particularly well. And the subsequent well eight years really, um, it would been a, a pretty steady decline um, ever since um, into into League One eventually. And then I say we we managed to claw our way back. But in terms of the pod, there's now. Uh, it's now increased. There's seven of us um, involved in the pod. Um, ben, who started it off, one of the original original two I spoke about, your your viewers, listeners might know him from his championship um, channel. He's got a, quite a few followers. Benjamin Bloom um, on the championship channel. He's a bit of a championship expert nowadays. He's also got like, Sam Parkin involved um, on his channel and has also helped out in the when the championship was on quest um he's one of like the research guys on that so yeah that's that's how things started off um, i must say there's now seven of us involved where there's a few of us four of us i think are local to ipswich and their surrounding areas the other three are dotted around the country so you know every match we've got all of us pretty much at home games and and good two or three of us at away games so yeah we've got pretty much all angles covered um 
we do a pre-match show. There'll be a, a pre-match show. Two of the guys will do that tonight live on a Thursday, um, previewing the, the match with you guys on our YouTube channel. We do a flagship show on a Sunday night, reviewing what's just happened, and then we'll do whatever we can midweek to, to fill the gap, really. Cool. So it's actually very similar. I mean, we, we go live Monday evenings, um, where we're covering off the, the games or, or previewing what's what's upcoming. Um, yeah, yeah, the only difference really between us, we've been going 13 years. So it's oh, uh, wow. a, a bit of a difference. But uh, funnily enough, started off by two blokes just chatting about our club. So very, very... Talking rubbish in a row somewhere, club. yeah. Indeed, indeed. Um, so we have got, obviously, an upcoming game where you guys at the moment are absolutely flying. Uh, I mean, I've got to say, across the league... The team that really have took, I think, everybody by surprise, you know, after your promotion last season, I don't think anybody expected you to be in the position where you're, you're fighting for that second spot. Uh, and I say second, I don't think anybody is going to touch Leicester. They are just phenomenal. But you're in that, that fight for that second spot. And if not, guaranteed a playoff. I mean, anybody fourth upwards, really, for me, that's it. It's, it's done and dusted. The... Um, the, the, the last two spots really are the areas that everybody is is fighting for. So it's it's brilliant, first of all, to see you guys back up there. Um, and, uh, you know, over the years, we've had quite a few decent games. I mean, the, the last five have really made some interesting reading. Uh, so, you know, Birmingham have, have won one, Ipswich have won one, and we've drew three. Um, but weirdly, the score lines. So, you know, the two games that both of our teams have won, have been won by a single goal. Uh, we've gone through some decent draws. We've had some two-alls and some one-alls. So um, it's going to be interesting as we go into this game to see how the result pans out at the, uh, at the weekend. Um, obviously, as well, as we come into it, and, and we'll start talking a little bit more, but there's a lot of players, so many players that have overlapped between the two clubs um, uh, over the years and many years. Uh, that I'll run through and obviously some linkage as well to to managers uh, and I know from, from messages from from all of yourselves and the fans there's a lot of love for uh, for, for Tony Mowbray at the moment and, and we wish him well obviously from ourselves and, and I know I've had uh, best wishes from, from yourselves as well in terms of his ill health so uh, you know get well soon Tony uh, I'm sure there's, there's messages from yourselves as well Yeah absolutely yeah 100% just to start off talking about Tony Mowbray obviously he's a bona fide a legend at, at Ipswich Town um he's in our hall of fame you know he he came and joined us uh from Celtic um he had some pretty um horrific family issues up in Celtic and I think <clears throat> George Burley brought him down to Ipswich uh mid 90s 95 probably um, and I think at that point in time he just wanted to sort of get out of Stoic and clear his head and yeah. sort of move down south sort of thing um and he ended up you know I think we can all those of us of certain age can probably remember exactly sort of what sort of player Tony Mowbray was in terms of um you know solid dependable defender oh, and a, a solid dependable bloke um and he he joined us um as I say and he played alongside your the guy who's going to be in charge at the weekend Mark Venus um right. in the back in the back four we had at the time um he also played in the same team as Jim Magilton and, and Matt Holland. So we had a, a core of, again, decent fellas playing um, along the spine of our team, really. Um, 
and I say he probably played crikey 150 games for us um and the last one of those was at Wembley in the playoff final where he he scored a goal um to yeah. help us get promoted up to the Premier League um and then I say he's just been loved um, while he was here and and since he's gone he had a very very short period as the caretaker manager um in and around yeah. the Burley time um and then you know he's disappeared off and um been manager of various uh, quite a few championship clubs and there's always been a bit of hope really that our paths would cross again but the, the timings haven't really ever um managed to manage to match yeah. no unfortunately not because you know we as you guys will hopefully find out you know he's he's a very decent championship manager who plays half decent football as well you know and he knows the league um inside and out and as you say we we all wish him the, the very best and we're, we're loving it at the moment i mean i've got to say the the Tony Mowbray style of football is really beginning to rub off. You know, the defence is looking solid. Um, he's bringing players back into the team that have been on the fringe. So, they, you know, they're getting, being given their opportunity. But also, it's that, it, it, he's still got that attacking prowess. You know, up mm. until past couple of games, it, it, in fact, up against Blackburn, you know, prior to that, we've had 60-odd chances on goal. Not, not many of them, should we say, on target, but 60-odd chances recorded on goal and, and no goals. And now the past couple of games have been, uh, uh, you know, pleasurable for us because we beat Blackburn and then go on to, to beat Sunderland at the weekend. So we're, we're coming in with a good run of, of form. But, I mean, what about for yourselves? I mean, what's what your run of form coming into the game? And, I mean, your expectations, really, of, of, of the season? Where did you start and how do you feel now? Well... As you said initially, the, we're now beyond all our hopes and expectations for the season. You know, when, when coming up from uh, League One, we had a hell of a lot of momentum with us. You know, we we'd scored over a hundred goals. We'd almost got to a hundred points, albeit still finishing second to to Plymouth, remarkably. Um, so we always hoped that we'd carry a bit of momentum into the season, but we just carried on as we were as we finished off really in May and. Mm that was probably in no small part of the fact that we didn't really sign anybody um, in addition to the team that came up. Yeah, you know, we, we added George it was, Hurst. It was, it was yeah, balanced. we added George Hurst, who was on loan. We added him as a permanent, um, added a couple of uh, loanees from the Premier League, which you probably need to do when you're in the championship to, yep. um, you know, just to fulfil some gaps in your team with a bit of quality, which we've done. And we've got one of those, Amari Hutchinson from Chelsea, who seems to be a bit of a, uh, star in the making um, and I say we've just been on a roll ever since really we started off really well in August and September um, crest of a wave through the autumn um, and were a few points ahead of for even third um, yeah. coming into like November time um, we had a bit of a stutter around uh, Christmas New Year probably in line with George Hurst getting injured I say we we play with one single striker up front um, and George Hurst was really our only viable option for the first few months of the season. As a result, we had to flog the poor guy to death in every single match, you know, just get as many minutes as we can. And eventually his hamstrings went twang um, on uh, on Boxing Day, I think it was, against Leicester. And we haven't seen him since. And he's out for now for the majority of the season. And it was pretty much at that time that we suffered this dip, dip in form and got nine points from nine games. And that coincided with Southampton going through this run of not losing in 22, 23 matches, whatever it happened to be. And they oh, sort of just overtook, overtook us for a little time. But 
even despite being on the back of that losing run and us being on a bit of a dip, we still seem now find ourselves ahead of them again, albeit mm. just behind Leeds um, going into the weekend. But what we've done is we've re- we've replaced Hurst with Kiefer Moore um, on loan Good from Bournemouth. Who, yeah, yeah. He another. We're talking about Tony Mowbray knowing the championship from a manager's perspective. Well, Kiefer Moore knows the championship from a, from a player's perspective and he's um, ever since pretty much he's come into the team we haven't every match that he's started we haven't scored fewer than two goals in um, because again now he's giving us a focal point to either win all his headers or indeed just play the ball into and play off of for the guys that sort of um, run around behind him um, doing the tricky bits and pieces so um, our upturn in form has pretty much coincided with Kiefer Moore joining at the tail end of January and um you know, we've we've sort of turned that around in the last um, week or so. We've picked up three wins from the last uh, last three games, which has helped us again, as I say, overtake overtake Southampton. And now, as you said, you know, we're now not looking at the play. You know, we are looking at the playoffs because we're in the playoffs, but we're now pretty much guaranteed. We've got the same amount of points now that Sunderland did last year at the end of the season to get into the playoffs. If you know what I mean. Indeed. So it's just been one of those crazy, crazy seasons, isn't it? That the top four just seem to have so many points. And then, as you said about the, the from fifth downwards, there's a hell of a bun fight going on and yeah. you can drop down to mid table, if not lower mid table for teams that are probably looking up at sixth and thinking, you know what? We're going a bit of a run here. We fancy ourselves of just sneaking in there possibly. I mean, there's always a team. There's always a team that goes on a run towards the end of the season that, that makes generally that last spot in the, in the playoffs. But this, this league this season is just unreal because every team is capable of beating each other. But when when teams go on runs, they're on runs that are you, you know they, they 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 last. They're not just scoring one or two goals. There's normally more in it, and mm. they look absolutely <coughs> you know, flying throughout it. But I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one, and we'll come on to the game go uh, the weekend uh, shortly. I think uh, you know I mentioned it earlier, but players that have been linked with both of our clubs or have played for both of our clubs. I thought during my last interview with with uh, our friends at Sunderland that there was a, a big list. But my God, when I sat down and started looking at the Ipswich and Birmingham overlaps, there there were so many of which a lot were loans, but there's permanent signings as well. And, you know, to, to name but a few, we've got Ian Atkins, uh, Keith Birchin, who's phenomenal for, for both clubs. Alex Bruce, uh, a, a guy, obviously, who came with his his father at the time when he was at Birmingham. DJ Campbell, he, you know, he didn't mm-hmm. didn't play too many games for, for for Birmingham, but when he came, he he got some some decent goals. And then we got the likes of Stern John, Nicky Forster, um, who again turned out for both David Stockdale, Matt Upson. Um and for me, one of my actual favourite players when I first started going down and watching Birmingham was uh, was Nigel Gregor. And uh, uh, right, yeah. you know, he, he's obviously turned out turned out for both as well. So there's there's quite a list, and it's it's so long. So I mean, out of, out of all of those, are there, are there players that particularly stand out and you remember across both clubs that, that have played for Ipswich? Yeah, it's quite interesting actually. You say um, Ian Atkins, we bought, and this is probably yeah. Let me think, John Duncan time. So I was just turning a teenager probably and that we bought him from Everton pretty much to be our captain of the team mm. um and then we bought him from from Everton and he was captain of a team which wasn't a particularly great team under John Duncan at the time um 
and then we I think we sold him directly to you guys, didn't we? Um, yep. You probably bought him, bought him straight off of us. Um, and similar to Keith Burgeon, he definitely was before my time. Um, yeah. And I think he was sort of on the periphery of that great team that we had mid going into the late seventies um, that you know pe- people ran this neck of the woods know and love. Um, and he probably couldn't just quite get it break into that team because it was a, a team that was very much on its way up. And again, I think we sold him to you guys for a fair chunk of change, I think at the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you say, he did, he did well for you guys, didn't he? Scored a, scored a fair few goals for, uh, for you. And I've had the pleasure of, uh, of meeting him and speaking to him on a couple of occasions. And he is just a, a, a top notch person full stop, you know, and I think that's generally when you go through looking at the names and going back over them, that's, that's what we've seen a lot of. Um, and in fact, one of them, I'm just looking at my list now, one of them that I should have mentioned, because we've not long had him on the Tilton Talk Show, actually, was uh, was Danny Sonner. And uh, he he is just such, such a character. Um, loves his football, but overall, what a, what a gent, you know. And, and again, yeah, I right. had the pleasure of, of meeting him at a meet and greet at St Andrews. Um, so it, it's it's just seeing those names, just thinking, wow, you know, we, we really have had some great players crossing the, uh, the divide. Yeah, well, you think one of the ones that we I should probably mention more than most is Paul Cooper, um, who we got from from yourselves, and he went on to play crikey, probably almost six hundred matches, I'd have thought for for Ipswich, and that was he was our goalkeeper during our glory years, um, yeah. and probably on the list of appearances. Uh, let's think off the top of my head, probably just behind Mick Mills and John Walk in terms of most appearances ever for Ipswich Town. Um, so. You know, we're talking about Tony Mowbray being a legend. I'm not sure what the strata is above legends, but uh, Paul Cooper would uh, very much be in that. Um, and one more, who I've got, anyone who follows the, the uh, Blue Monday podcast, will know I've got a rather unhealthy obsession with Steve Witten, um, who joined us. John Lyle signed him for us um, and ended up getting promoted to the original, the inaugural Premier League. Um, he was an integral part of our of our team, along with like the likes of Chris Kiwami. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. And Jason Dizel, when we got promoted in 92, up to the first Premier League. So, yeah, Steve Witten, I think, did a, a decent job for you guys as well um, earlier in his career Please. before he eventually en- ended up at us and scored some good, um, important goals in our in our promotion season. And you mentioned Dizel there. We've got obviously uh, he's, he's yeah Andre alone with him uh, with us at the moment. And wow, you, you know he's, he's coming to the club. He's hit the ground running. He is just such a workhorse across the midfield. And I still I still don't understand how and why QPR 
of of letting go, and, and there was such mixed responses when he signed from from both areas. It was it was quite surprising. But um, and you mentioned one of the names as well, Mick Mills. Obviously, Mick Mills was heavily involved with uh, with our management structure at one point at, at Birmingham yeah, yeah. as well. So that there are so many that have been involved. We talk about managers. We've mentioned Tony Mowbray, obviously, already. He was did the very short stint as a caretaker manager with yourself. But the one person that's across both clubs is the, and a name that nobody will ever forget is Sir Ralph Ramsey. Uh, you know, and he, he did manage both Birmingham and Ipswich as, as well as, as that superb 1966 team. Yeah, exactly. And I think we were, we were obviously the first club that he um that he managed um and he took us from um third division to second division to first division um champions in um successive years um and you know as you say we, that is a again a proper legend he's got a stand named after him at the club we've got he's got a statue outside the club and um you know along with bobby robson he's uh, you know, our two most famous uh, managers for uh, for obvious reasons. Um, both of them England went, both Yeah, England exactly, England. exactly. Um, and they both went from Ipswich straight to England. Um, that's their, their their career path, sort of thing. So, yeah, it was quite interesting. To so when was he, he must have been with you? What a couple of years after he left England, I suppose. Yeah, it's towards the latter part, I think, of his career as well in terms of the the overall footballing side of things. And he was he was only there for a very short period as well. Um, I think it was the times when when Birmingham were just getting to, you know, they, they, they weren't the standout team, but they were also not the whipping boys. You know, and we've been through both of those phases. And again, I think when we look at both clubs, we've both been through that, where we've been top end, doing well in the top league, and then ended up being the team that everybody's thinking, oh, yeah, we've got to go there and we're going to get a result nice and easy. Um, but it's nice now that we're, we're both again in the situation where stability is key. You know, uh, you, you've got the probably the standout, shall we say, famous person and links to your club at the moment with, uh, with Mr. Sheeran. And I, mean, I think he sponsors you as well, if I remember right. He sponsors the shirt, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, we've got his tour on the on the front of our on the front of our shirts. I've done for the last couple of years. And I think he's signed up for a, at least another year as well. So yeah, he he gets to matches when he's not touring over here, there, and everywhere around the world. Um, so yeah, he, he comes along. Um, he's got his name on the squad list, sort of thing. So um, whether he's turning up on Saturday or not, I don't know. It's uh, I mean, Jesus, music, music wise, I think uh, we we have Jeff Lee, you know. So. Uh... We're probably equal as far as those are concerned. So, oh, I'm a, I'm a big ELO fan, Craig. Oh, well, there you go, then. That's it. We win. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, before we go on to the weekend's game and obviously uh, the good old predictions, what I'm interested in is, you know, one of my personal uh, memories and probably best memories uh, that I've seen is is actually at St Andrews against Ipswich Town, obviously in the League Cup semi-final as it was at the time and, and I did have the uh, the privilege really of attending both games so the, the close call uh, down at Elliot uh, Switch we were saying just before we started you know this this recording is that's the only ground that I've ever been to where I've got off a coach you met by a policeman and you're thinking right they're going to take us straight to the ground but no we were handed flyers and taken to the nearer pub and it was just absolutely superb and 
those two games for, for both clubs will stand out for obviously different different reasons. From my perspective, St Andrews that night and will forever stick in my mind for literally the stadium bouncing. It's an atmosphere that I don't think has ever been replicated in there. Um, obviously, Trevor being in charge as well at the time was was something that all of us as fans will will never forget. Um, the pitch, I couldn't class it as a pitch really. I mean, for you guys, you probably remember it just as the uh, it was the cows field rather than anything else. It was it was absolutely atrocious, but it was a it was just a, a fantastic night. I mean, for yourself. What, what what's your most memorable game? Probably the same one for exactly the opposite reason. Um, to be perfectly honest, um, yeah, as you wrote that when I was talking about Tony Mowbray and us being um, promoted to the Premier League in two thousand, it was that season, our first season in the Premier League, um, and we were on a roll. You know, we ended up finishing fifth um, that season. Marcus Stewart scoring goals for fun for us. Um, I think he scored in the first leg, um, and you know we. All, you know the way that we were playing in the league that season. We probably thought we were in with a chance of getting to uh, getting to Wembley, especially no no offence, drawing Birmingham in the semi when I think Liverpool were in the other half of the of the draw. Um, but then, yeah, you're right. You say that second that second leg, and Ipswich fans still talk about it now. It being an absolute bear pit of an atmosphere um, at St Andrews for that second leg. You know, it's just being whipped up into a frenzy. The pitch was like a ploughed field, which probably yeah. um, evened up things a little bit. Um, and yeah, I think you ended up um, trouncing us in the end. We got it went through to extra time, didn't it? Um, in the end, and yeah, I think the, uh, the, the I, I unlucky think that the, bounce. That's what everybody remembers is the unlucky bounce. Um, yeah. But no, it was, it was a, a, a fantastic night and one that you know I'll, I'll never forget. So we we uh, we come on to the weekend. And uh, both teams going in with a, a good run of form, as we've discussed. But uh, what, what are your thoughts going into it? Um, I mean, I'll, I'll say, from, from my perspective, it's going to be a very tight game, a tough game. You know, Ipswich are, are flying. And like you say, scoring for, for fun. We're defending well. and We've got um, a team that's very balanced at the moment. And I'm looking forward to, to hopefully that, that continuing. Uh, I think it'll be really tight, and in fact, you know, the I could see another draw. I, th- I think that that record that that's already showing in the league may may continue. But what's your thoughts? Who who's actually I should say as well. Who should we look out for? Well, it's quite, uh, quite interesting actually because um, we probably we played Rotherham midweek this week um, and probably produced our worst ever performance under Kira McKenna. It was it was atrocious. You know, we were. We couldn't string a pass together. Um, what we've been doing since McKenna joined is playing out from the back. Our goalkeeper plays like a sweeper. Um, you'll see him push up. He'll have the ball at his feet and he'll be enticing the strikers onto him to break that press and, and get us up the pitch. Um, and it just didn't really click for whatever reason on on uh, Tuesday. So we're looking for a bit of a reaction at the weekend. And at home, our, our games are pretty crazy. You know, There are goals galore in our in our home games. Um, we are scoring more than two goals in our league games this season. We're conceding more than one, one and a half goals in our league games this season. So the, 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 the Craving mode guarantee will be, it won't be a nil-nil. Put your money on <laughs> nil-nil. Yeah, no, no. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, exactly that. So I think there'll definitely there'll definitely be goals. Um, I, I I'm going to have us down for a three-one um, because I say at the moment we're a bit not particularly watertight at the back, but we do score goals. Um, and at the moment, Amari Hutchinson, I said earlier from Chelsea, he's making a difference. He's predominantly coming off the bench. He's not starting many games for us, but what we're what we're tending to do is putting out our our big guns for the first 60, 70 minutes of a game, tiring out the opposition defence and then bringing on even more attacking options from the bench. We don't very much... Kieran McKenna doesn't tend to use his substitutions for defensive uh, reasons. Mm-hmm. He tends to replace his front four with another four coming on the pitch to just to, to go again, basically. Um, so if Kiefer Moore took a bit of a knock at the uh, during the week, so hopefully he'll be fit because, as I said before, he, you know, he... he is integral to the way that we play. Um, yeah. We bought in Ali Alhamdi from Wimbledon um, during the transfer window um, for, for a million quid or so. Uh, he was the top scorer, I think, in League Two, and he's sort of being fed into the into the, into the team from the subs bench at the moment. So if Kiefer Moore isn't fit, then I'd imagine he'll start. But um, it'll be Kiefer Moore with three of um, Hutchinson, Sarmiento is playing for your friends at West Brom for the first half of the season. Um, Wes Burns, Connor Chaplin, Nathan Broadhead. Any combination of those will be playing in the three behind the single striker. Um, Sam Morsey is our captain in the centre midfield and he gets through an awful lot of work and is arguably our uh, most important player. Just, you know, drags the whole team along with him. Mm -hmm. And on the left, he's called a left back, but he doesn't tend to play a lot at the left. He's spending more time up the opposition corner flag than he does near his own <laughs> uh, corner flag. Leif Davis, um, he's got an awful lot of assists and the, he's starting to get an understanding with um, Kiefer Moore as well. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a few. I'd, I'd, I'd say that Hutchison off the bench, if he doesn't start, will be pretty key and Kiefer Moore to just, you know, tie everything together up front because, yeah, we do we do tend to score goals at home. It's just a question mm-hmm. of how many we can keep in from going at the other end, really. And I think, you know, if I think about players at the moment uh, that are on form with, with Birmingham, I mean, Ethan Laird, we can keep him fit. Um, I think he's arguably one of the best, if not the best, fullback in, in the league. You know, the signing from Manchester United was just absolutely superb getting him there. His charisma and his character as well is really coming through and he gets us as fans. So, you know, the, the past two games, he has really just been cheering everybody up. From a striking is, perspective, Stansfield. Well, Stansfield, yeah, because I say we, we were linked with um, him yeah. in January and the, the sort of whispers we were getting down here was that with Rooney still being in charge at the time, it was quite likely that Stansfield was, was going to leave. But then yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. Rooney getting the boot and, and Mowbray coming in, that sort of flipped on itself and... Stansfield stayed, and I think that probably ended up with us going for Al Hamidi on a on a permanent. Indeed, and, and Stansfield's one of these players that he he will have quiet games. Daniel Avovas, where he's absolutely outstanding and unplayable, he's also the type that can just he he, he can just turn it on. You know, he'll just be very very quiet, and then all of a sudden you'll just do something completely out of the blue, and you'll think, "Wow, where's where's that come from?" Um. He's been unlucky. He hasn't scored as many goals just as uh, of recently, but he has been massively involved in, funnily enough, similar to what you're saying, you know, running defences and, and creating opportunities. And the weekend, he had one, just an immense standout volley, which it was 
credit to the Sunderland keeper to, to actually keep it out. But he is typical of that and he can just create those those particular opportunities. But we're, what we're seeing now is goals spread across the team, coming from the midfield. So Jordan James is 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 dipping in there. Miyoshi, obviously, the weekend came up with it and he can he can turn things around. Hake, the uh, Korean midfielder, he he is just growing more and more and more into our team at the moment. And I think he'll he'll get his opportunities to score and, and the goals will come. So it's 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 gonna be interesting. I mean, I'm gonna go actually with a with a, a draw, but I do think it'll be a one-one. I think we've we've got two teams that at the moment, like I say, you know, we're both scoring goals. Uh we're not leaking half as many as what we did under under Wayne Rooney. The weekend's game for me is it's it's for Tony Mowbray, you know, and, and that's that's the way I see it. And and Venus being in charge. It's not as though he's been away from it all. So he's been involved with obviously everything that, that Tony's been doing. So it's not as though we're yeah. going to see anything any different. So I do see us having a draw the weekend and it should be a good game. It will definitely, it will be nothing but entertaining. I say you, you're getting value for your money. If you're a season ticket holder at Ipswich at the moment, you're getting value for money through entertainment and uh, and goals. So yeah, I think there'll, there'll definitely be goals in the game at the weekend. Cool. Well, I'll. End it, as I always do, by saying thank you very much indeed for your time um, and for joining us on, on Tilt and Talk and going through the game. Uh, I wish you every well in the uh, in the league, apart from this weekend. Um, and, you know, as, as always, keep right on and thank you very much indeed. No worries at all. Yes. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.